Put your hands together. I'll put your hands together. Hey, pump, 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 pump. Hey. Every little step back. We'll be together. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, thank you, Bobby. Be quiet. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your girl, Miss P. I hope you are doing fantastic. I am doing well. And it is time for another, oh, man. I don't want to say another biopic, biopic, biography, but it's time for another one, honey. This time we're on A&E for the biography of Bobby Brown. Bobby Birth and rebirth. Um, when I found out this was coming out, this was months ago, and I was like, dang, they, they finally getting Bobby a story? We've seen 8,000 stories for Whitney Houston. Bobby Chris. We've seen a 1,000 Lifetime movies, but we've never heard from Bobby Brown. I mean, we've heard interviews, things here and there, but I didn't know that he was going to get his own chance to speak. And I'm so glad that he, he has because Bobby Brown has been through a lot. I mean, and a lot. Every time it seems like we on the news looking at Bobby, we like, damn, I mean, granted, he recently lost his son, of course, with Bobby Christina and Whitney Houston and everything that he's gone through. Ugh, it's great to finally hear his story. And there was, I mean, okay, A&E. A&E said, we're going to give you part one, part two, part three, and part four. So I'm going to give y'all my take on this Bobby Brown biography. Uh, it was a lot. I watched um, part one, two, three, and four. Um <sighs> He grew up, of course, in Roxbury. And you know what? I keep forgetting with these artists that this was in the 70s when they were growing up. It was segregated in the 70s. And he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder at a very young age. But of course, music was his outlet. He was introduced, of course, to sex, drugs, and alcohol early, like seven or eight years old. I didn't know about the police brutality with his own mother. I mean, his mom was arrested. Pops was unable to be reached and social services sent him to temporary custody. And then, of course, they're sending him. He thinking he going to like this religious place where they ain't going to bother him. One of the priests tried to molest him. He fighting and ran away. And of course, at that time, he didn't know sexual boundaries at that age, of course. But uh, just listening to the growing up, it was like, oh, my God, not excusing Bobby Brown's behavior, but it makes you think like, oh, this is why X, Y, Z or this is why blah, blah, blah. And he said that after, you know, of course, running away from um where he was supposed to be in custody, he rebelled, of course, with authority. Because, of course, you're supposed to be somewhere where they're taking care of you, they have your best interests at heart, but no, they're trying to take advantage of you. So he was like, oh, hell no. After everything with his mom, with the police, and with the priest, he was like, nah, I'm rebelling against authority. Um, and then, of course, seeing his best friend being stabbed to death. <sighs> After that, he was like, yo, I'm getting out of the projects. He turned to music and here comes new additional. Now everybody know they story. We've seen all the new edition stories. I've seen every behind the music. I'm a music head and I love new edition. Come on, Ralph. Ralph got it be very quick. Um, but we've seen their story. And everybody, it seemed like back in the day, got fucked. Like literally all of these stars. If you watch, show me one unsung that you have seen that didn't nobody get fucked. I have not seen it. I haven't seen it at all. But they got 500 bucks and a VCR. Ciao. 
<sighs> Anywho, Candy Girl does sound just like ABC. Damn it, Maurice Starr. Very... <sighs> I'm not even going to say he was a scam because that was smart thinking at that time. I mean, and everybody remixes everything. So if you look at Maurice Starr and be like, look at his ass, Japanese. No, everybody's done it. So Brooke Payne, who's the choreographer, child, sidebar, he looks younger than the whole group. Okay. And they said after they toured, I think it was the first tour, they had a dollar and 87 cents. I said, what in the hell? See, getting fucked. Damn it, Bobby. When they were of age, Bobby had rooms on different floors, banging all the chicks out. He said he wished he would have been safer. And then, of course, he's talking about he didn't really know sexual boundaries. So, of course, he's banging everybody out. And at that time, at that age, with that amount of fanfare, money, I mean, popularity, what do you expect? What, what do you expect? Now, granted, Bobby was sick of popcorn love and said, count me out literally by the second album. And while Bobby was talking, it really did make sense because I was looking at the album cover like, yeah, that, that was whack. But Bobby said, no, I'm going to just put, you know, this tie on my head and that's what I'm going to do. Bobby always did what Bobby wanted to do. And I guess... <sighs> It's like, how did they not, not how did they not see that, but everything happens for a reason because I'm sitting here like how, who would have thunk that he was going to be voted out for doing the most, but doing the most made him the R&B king at that time. Like that, that's just amazing to me. So now we're moving on to part two. And granted, like I said, he was voted out because he was doing the most. Um, and it was a unanimous vote. And granted, all the group members were like, I mean, granted, it was unanimous. I didn't want to do it, but it was my livelihood. And you have to understand from their point of view why they did that. I wasn't like, why they did it? No, Bobby, you're fucking it up. You got to go. Thank you. Um, and sidebar, I didn't know that Bobby started New Edition. I, I did not know that. And no wonder he felt betrayed and bounced with my prerogative because he was like, yo, I started this group. Now y'all gonna give me the boot. Y'all ain't even gonna have the balls to tell me in person. That's amazing. Then MCA picked him up and signed him. Now look at this. MCA was like, look at here. Even though you out of the group, we can still sign you. Child, I'm trying to tell you Hollywood, the music industry, they all full of shit. And Girlfriend was his first um, single. And I mean, it did all right. Okay. And then at that time, um, he had his first son at around 17, Landon. And Landon said, I mean, half the time I was by myself and my pops was gone. And I was like, damn, Gina. Damn, I all not I always forget about Landon, but of course we hear about all of his other children. And I rarely hear about Landon, but he is on this new um show. I didn't watch this show just yet, the reality show that they have, but he is a part of it. Um and then here comes the new Jack Swing era. The next album that Bobby had out, of course he was working with Teddy Riley. And then Babyface, 12 million albums sold. The aha was he was opening for the new edition Heartbreak Tour. And by the end of the tour, he was the closer. I said, ain't that about a bitch? Bobby was that dude. He was that dude. Like I was watching like, you know, some of the performances and, you know, various things. He had that swag. He was that dude. And like that's like they said, that was the first time you saw anybody. They didn't have social media. They didn't have nobody like that. 
it was Bobby, Bobby Brown. So I can only understand the whole, you know, Whitney Houston thing and how that happened. Because like I said, Bobby was that dude. He talking about he spent a million in one day and he wished that he didn't now. And I'm sitting here like a million in one day. And he was really like, it was only like cars, a house and some watches. I said, damn, money goes by so fast. And the shit that you used to do now, you wouldn't have to do all the shit that you do now. If you'd have just saved some of your damn money, new edition wouldn't have to be going on tour like this. They 50, how old is new edition? They in their fifties, but they wouldn't have to pump, 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 do all that shit. If they had some of their money and granted, I'm not in their Wells Fargo or bank of America account. I don't know how much they have, but like I said, not saying you don't love tour that damn much, but you ain't got to do all that if you didn't really have to. But granted, I have to say, out of all of the new edition members, Ronnie is the one that has not aged. I'm sitting here like, whoa. But Bobby has said it himself, child, I'm tired. I've been doing this for a long time and I'm tired of it. I, whew, child, I wish I didn't have to. I've been lo- listening to a lot of his interviews that he's been doing surrounding this every little step. And he like, child, I am tired. And even his wife is looking like, shut up. We got to get this going. <laughs> now, shout out to Usher for giving him his roses now. And without Bobby Brown, that is true. It, it probably wouldn't be no Usher. Wouldn't be no Chris Brown. Wouldn't be no Bruno Mars. Wouldn't be no Tank. Wouldn't be no Genuines, Tyrese's. We can keep going. Wouldn't be not now, okay? It wouldn't because, like I said, Bobby Brown, in my opinion, vocally, he's not the most amazing. But I have to say, entertainment-wise, Bobby, I mean, he was giving dance moves. He, he had the, uh, the sex appeal. He had it all. And granted, Bobby is not my cup of tea. But at the same time, when I look back, I was like, oh, look at little Bobby. Okay, little Bobby. I see it. Okay, we're going to talk about the anti-lewdness act. Um, Bobby didn't give a damn. That's the biggest thing. And I think that's why people enjoyed Bobby. And even why we love Bobby right now is because he's always just been himself. He going to be extra. He going to do the most. And even if you tell him no, that's when he going to do it. But he was right. I mean, if you look on social media nowadays with the TikTok, the Instagrams, all that stuff, you can see ass right there. That was nothing. But we were in a different time, different age back then. So you really can't equate apples to grapes. Ticket sales, of course, went through the roof after he was arrested. Um, And the funny thing with that is I think that even catapulted his career even more. He said, of course, he was addicted to sex when he was younger. He was with Madonna. Wow, that was interesting. Who was Madonna with right now? It's somebody that made me go, who? And I said, what in the hell? Madonna, child. That's something I can say about Madonna. When she get ready to go to be with the Lord, she did everything she wanted to do. Amen. Janet, of course, everybody loved Janet, um, but that wasn't going to work. I mean, they would. No, I just don't see him and Janet. I mean, I see them. I can understand how they were together, but for them to work out, no, absolutely not. Especially after watching her biography. No, it wasn't going to work. Janet, he was like, was the crush of his life. And then he said, I was about to meet the love of my life. I said, ooh, I see how Bobby did that. Bobby did have that swag that was undeniable. And that brings us to Whitney Houston, which was part three. Actually, part three and four I'm going to put together because we all know about part three and four. I don't even have to go through all of that. But the biggest thing that I did want to hit on was that um, I'm glad that he finally got a chance to touch on the whole drug thing 
and how he was like, hey, I'm glad that her brother said that he was the one that introduced her to drugs, not me. Now, granted, I had been doing some drugs. I did dabble in heroin. I dabbled in cocaine. I dabbled in drinking. But at the same time, I'm not the one who started Whitney Houston on the druggies. And I was like, okay, good. But at the same time, I'm glad that he did say, hey, we did it together. And there was a lot of things that we did together and we should have did better. Now, the only thing that I had to scratch my head on, every time they talk about Chrissy, they always say, oh, we never did that in front of her. And it was kind of like, how, Sway? Because all the other kids looking like uh, we knew there was a problem going on. And everybody around them was like, yo, it was a lot of shit going on. So it's like, how are you saying that you never did that around Bobby Christina? Like, no, there's there's no way. Um, also, whenever New Edition came back together for the reunion, something that blew my mind was how... That shit went right and left at the same time. It was good. Everything was fine. Then Whitney came on the tour bus. They were doing drugs. And even Johnny Gill was like, I'm sitting here like, what the hell? Y'all in fields and shit. It was too much. I said, what in the hell? Y'all got all this damn money. And that was the funniest thing. He didn't even need the money. He just wanted to get out of the house. That's why he went on tour. I was dead. I could not take it. I said, this shit is crazy. (sighs) It was too much. Um, the next thing that I did want to hit on was of course, when he got arrested, he was basically saying he shook the drugs himself and then they did being Bobby Brown. And I was like, wait a second, this timeline is kind of weird. I don't, hmm, I don't, hmm. I understand that Whitney Houston was still on drugs. I get that part, but he was saying how he had shook everything and it was her and he was trying to get the drugs, um, the drug man away from her. And I'm sitting here like, I don't think that's truly accurate. I'm not going to go back and forth. And this is your story, but mm, I don't, it, it couldn't have been just Whitney. I'm sorry. It, no, it was everybody together. But I'm sitting here looking at all of them, like all of the enablers in their life. And yes, it was heartbreaking whenever his children was talking about um, Bobby Chris. And then, of course, when Whitney Houston passed, that was tough. But you could tell he genuinely loved Whitney Houston. You could tell that. He was like, and I thought we were really going to get back together. But then, of course, we didn't. Um, and then he felt like it was his fault, you know, cause he should have been there. But at the same time, how do you get out of that? The only, it, it's just unfortunate. Um, just watching that because it just brings back so much because of course we watched that in real time, them together, um, all the scrutiny, just, you can watch so many early interviews and just keep going. And it's like over time, like the demise is just really sad. And then how he's with his current wife. And he was like, she just supported me and helped me, um, get back together because I was broken. And I was like, Oh my God, it's like to have somebody, you know, believe in you and help you and pull you out of what is going on. And at the same time, you think of somebody like Whitney Houston and you're like, damn, She didn't have anybody, you know, who could pull her out of what was going on. And then to even think of Bobby Chris and how after Whitney passed, it was like she was pulled in opposite directions. And then with the whole Nick Gordon situation and how she, of course, passed so unfortunately and eerily like her mother. And then for Nick Gordon to pass as well, it was just, I don't know. It was those series of events was a lot. Um, And then to hear 
um, Bobby, you know, speaking about um, his late son now, it's it's heartbreaking. It's very, very heartbreaking. Um, but for him to move forward and keep growing um, because he does have, you know, more children um, and of course his wife and, you know, trying to rebuild and be better. He was like, hey, I'm still working when it comes down to um, alcohol. And he was like, hey, I've, I've cut the drugs, of course, but the alcohol is the problem. And it's like, wow, he's still working, but he's still a human at the end of the day. And a lot of times we look at these stars and think, damn, they should have been doing this. And if I was doing this, you don't know what people go through every day. Um, and to even just wake up and hit the ground running. Everybody has things that they go through. And it was just amazing just to see his story from how he started to his pinnacle of success. And then of course to get with Whitney Houston and, you know, they keep riding it out and have that success. And then, you know, they're trying to be normal. And then of course with the drugs and the alcohol, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, the arrest and, you know, just trying to be normal, but you cannot be normal. And then, you know, you're still striving to just have a regular life, but you cannot because you don't know who to trust at the end of the day. Um, but for him to have that type of story and to come full circle and to still be here is amazing. So yes, I feel like we've seen this story. Did we need this A&E, uh, Bobby? Did I need this again? Not really. Cause I feel like we've seen the new edition story. We've seen plenty of Bobby and Whitney, uh, docu-series, but to hear this from him and his family was nice. Um, and I'm glad that he finally got to tell his story and I'm glad that, you know, he's still here and he's a trooper and I, we're rooting for you, Bobby. We are rooting for you. Okay. Now, do I think you need to watch part one, two, three, and four? Sure. Why not? I mean, it's a, check it out. Now, have I seen the reality show? I haven't checked that out because, honey, that was like four hours of my life, honey. I needed a little break, but I'll probably go back and check it out. Um, but shout out to his wife, you know, for holding him down for the 99 and 2000 because, child, whoo, honey bunch. That's a lot. That is a lot, but make sure you hit me up. Let me know what are your thoughts on this biography. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And I'm going to be back. I'm going to be back. Thank y'all so much. Love you guys. Peace, love, and all that good stuff. God bless. Bye.